Hi, my name is Leaf, and you're listening to Health Righteous. In our last episode, we talked about how to survive a pandemic, and not just by following the CDC guidelines, but by understanding and tending to your brain. We're not designed to experience an uncontrollable stress for a long amount of time. So if you missed it, go back and listen for some ways to hang on to your head, in the words of Winifred Sanderson. This episode is sponsored in part by Podcorn. It's actually the entire reason I'm making a second season for this podcast. I created a Podcorn account toward the end of the first season of Health Righteous, but I was too intimidated to pursue any sponsors at the time. And then out of the blue about a month ago, I was contacted by the Forager Project through Podcorn's platform. And the fact that they wanted to sponsor me actually inspired me to come back for a second season. I know that the message that I'm creating for people has value. And as I said in the first season, even if I'm getting one person to reduce harm from their everyday life, it's a success for me. But it also feels empowering to be compensated for this work. I'm grateful that I get to share my message to a brand new audience in this second season, thanks to Podcorn. And in case you don't know what Podcorn is, it's a marketplace connecting podcasters to sponsorship opportunities that give podcasters like me transparency, creative freedom, and full control over how and when we monetize. Thanks, Podcorn. In today's episode, I'm feeling fired up. I just watched Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway, and whoa! I have a lot of feelings. Uh, (laughs) I'll get into why in a little bit, but today's show is going to focus on some small changes we can make every day that will have a big impact on our overall health in an episode that I'm calling Don't Be a Whore Moron. Our endocrine system is pretty spectacular. It's our body's messenger system where different centers in our bodies, like our thyroid and our adrenal glands, are conductors in an orchestra of our body's functions. Functions like metabolism, our immune system, blood pressure, and our reproductive system. So what happens if something prevents the conductor from doing their job? That orchestra is going to sound a lot different. Our first agonist-antagonist we're going to talk about is BPA or bisphenol A. BPA is a chemical that's added to plastics that has been known to act as an artificial estrogen since the 1930s. It's in all kinds of plastics, including water bottles and food containers, dental sealants, water pipes, and one of the most ubiquitous places of all, thermal receipt paper. When I found that out, my mind was blown. I had heard about BPA being used in the liner for canned food, and I knew it was probably in some plastics, but I didn't think about receipt paper. Think about how often you're handed a receipt. Sometimes a couple times a week, sometimes a couple times a day. And even more tragically than that, think about who are handling receipts all day long. Essential workers cashiers at your local grocery or convenience stores. People who are already putting their lives at risk by being employed during a pandemic. It's saddening, to say the least, how they're unwittingly putting themselves in harm's way. Now, why is receipt paper different from other plastics? Because the BPA on receipt paper is added topically rather than being bonded with the paper, meaning it's transferred to the skin and absorbed at a much higher rate 
than that in plastics. According to some scientific studies, even briefly handling receipt papers will lead to significant BPA being absorbed into the body. John Warner, PhD of the Institute for Green Chemistry, says a single thermal paper contains more BPA than a plastic water bottle would release for years. Damn. Are we ready for the laundry list of health complications associated with BPA? We've got obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, tumors, birth defects, developmental disorders, and adverse effects on our brains. To put it plainly, higher BPA exposure is significantly associated with an increased risk of all-cause mortality in adults. This is my least favorite part of researching these topics. We've already got a lot on our plates. So much on our plates. So much on our plates. My goal here isn't to add fear or anxiety to an already full plate. But it's important for me to highlight and underscore the why this matters part of this. And my podcast is all about sharing new ways to reduce harm from your everyday life. So despite the fact that anywhere between 90 and 96% of us are walking around with BPA in our systems, we've got ways to minimize our exposure so that we're not throwing off our conductor too much. Our conductor also has a lot on their plate. So let's not make their job any harder either. Let's start at the receipt paper and work our way out. The easiest way to avoid BPA from receipt paper is to go paperless. Lots of grocery stores are now offering to email your receipt to you at checkout. It reduces paper waste and keeps your hormones undisrupted. Hormone uninterrupted. If that's not an option, there's a couple things that we can do to minimize our exposure from the physical receipts. First, make sure your hands aren't greasy or lotioned. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. And try not to sanitize your hands directly before or after you touch the receipt. I know, I know. In the age of a pandemic, good luck with that. The alcohol and sanitizer aids absorption of the BPA into your skin. I'm not telling you not to sanitize your hands after you go to the grocery store. I'm just saying, be mindful. Maybe don't sanitize your hands directly before and after you touch the receipt paper. Maybe hold out a little plastic bag for the person to put the receipt into. And then you can sanitize your hands in peace. Doesn't that sound not awkward? Uh, Second is try not to touch the front of the receipt. Fold it with the printed side on the inside. The back of the receipt will have considerably less BPA because the coating is used for the actual mechanism of the thermal printing. Next, make sure when you pocket it, you're not putting it next to other things you'll be touching, like money, your phone, or your keys. If you've got a tennis ball-shaped wallet from your receipts, it's time to clean house. When you get home, If you've still got to hang on to the receipt, make sure you're storing it in a sealed plastic bag in a locked drawer somewhere. Do not throw your thermal receipt paper in the recycling because you don't want it to be reincarnated as toilet paper and have somebody wiping that BPA on their booty. When you're done touching the receipt and your booty, wash your hands with soap and water. And if that receipt was riding around with you and your fruits and your veggies from the store, make sure you wash those too. 
Don't touch your receipts with wet hands. Don't touch your mouth or your face after handling receipts. If possible, don't ever touch the receipt. Don't even look at it. Don't ever let a child or a pregnant or nursing parent touch receipt paper because according to some studies, they're at higher risk to experience complications from BPA. If you're an essential worker, thank you so much for the work you're doing. You mean the world to us. Please use nitrile gloves while handling receipts to protect yourself. So that's how to navigate receipt paper. It feels like a lot, right? But you matter. Your health matters. Your wellness matters. And not just to you, to other people. These small steps we can take every day will have a ripple effect on the rest of our lives and the lives of those around us. Outside of receipt paper, it's generally probably a good idea to reduce your interaction with plastics as much as possible. It's better for you, and it's better for the planet. Don't microwave plastic. Just don't do it. Because when you do, the heat can cause the BPA to leach out of the plastic and into your food. Use glass or ceramic when possible. Throw away your Tupperware. Why do you still have Tupperware? I'm just kidding. Mom, I love you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But also don't microwave things in Tupperware. And don't store things in Tupperware. It's just plastic for a long time touching your food. Stop it. Maybe don't leave a case of water bottles in the trunk of your car. Maybe they'll get too hot and also leach BPA into the water in those water bottles. Ew. Cut back on canned food. Go for fresh. I used to eat so many beans. So many beans. Just like, can I would go through like a case of beans every, I don't want to say a week. Was it a, no, it wasn't a week. I used to go through like a case of beans every two weeks. I was literally eating beans every day. I had a problem. I don't do that anymore. Um, I strangely eat a lot of cabbage now. The moral of the story here is I have cut back on canned food, and so can you. Go for fresh. Go fresh. Get some fresh food. Because I have changed the way that I eat, I am finding myself cooking a lot of my food from scratch nowadays. I put my produce directly into my shopping basket, and then I transfer it to the tote bag as soon as I complete checkout. And then I skip the plastic altogether. Another couple things that randomly have BPA in them are CDs and DVDs, sports equipment, and baby bottles. Although there is regulation against BPA in baby bottles in some states, it's still something to watch out for. And BPA might get all the credit, but there's also BPB, BPF, and BPS, which all basically have the same effects, mimicking estrogen in our bodies, but they can be interchanged and swapped out to make something appear as BPA-free. So... It's best to avoid the items rather than to find a BPA-free version of the same item. Whew. All right. BPA's a bummer. I dropped a bummer bomb on you, and there's no way around it. All we can do is just stop touching them dang receipts. It's bittersweet doing these nice things for ourselves. It's bitter getting the information, but it's definitely very sweet of us when we make our health a priority by making these changes. Let's take a quick breather, and I'll be back with another piece of the puzzle with a brand new way to reduce harm from your everyday life.
All right, here's our deep breath. Today's episode is sponsored in part by The Forager Project. The Forager Project is a family-owned, 100% organic, plant-based food company based in California, dedicated to making the world a better place than the one they found. They've got yogurts, kefirs, milks, and sour creams all made from organic cashews. If you know me, or you've listened to any of my episodes of this podcast, you know how important it is to me to buy organic. And I've been known to go through a tub or two of their Costco-sized unsweetened cashew yogurt. But beyond being passionate about organic plant-based food, they are equally passionate about nurturing a healthy democracy. They believe that voting is the most essential ingredient needed to do this. We've gotten really lucky that we still have United States Postal Service that we can use to mail our ballots in early if you're in a state that allows mail-in ballots. And despite what anyone might say to try to dissuade us, the facts all show that voting by mail is safe, secure, and legal. Whether you're hitting the polls or going absentee, get out and vote! Check out the voting resources and information our friends put together at www.foragerproject.com slash vote and on social at Forager Project. All right, welcome back. Let's do one more deep breath. At the beginning of the episode, I talked about how fired up I was by watching Dark Waters, that Mark Ruffalo movie. I've had it in my queue for a while, but I'm really, really glad I sat down and watched it because it was so reaffirming. The struggle that Mark Ruffalo's character goes through reminds me of what we're doing here. We're getting clues about the ways we're being exposed to harm, and then we are actively trying to protect ourselves and our communities from that harm. His movie is actually based on something that happened in West Virginia that has implications all over the United States. It's the story of a company, DuPont, putting their profit over the health of the consumer, us, by creating a toxic chemical, PFOA, and by putting it in every American home. PFOA, perfluorooctanoic acid, is also known as C8 because it is a string of eight carbon molecules put together that basically make it indestructible. As Mark Ruffalo's character says in the film, PFAs were originally made to coat tanks, But it worked so well, they put them in consumer products like cookware and carpets and clothing. PFAs are a family of chemicals called surfactants that include PFOA and PFOS. And unlike other toxins, these are called forever chemicals because our bodies don't eliminate them. It's estimated that upwards of 99% of people have PFAs in our bodies because it's in the air, the water, and the food we eat and we just have to do our best not to let them in in the first place. Teflon, it was called, but it was used for moisture resistance by 3M on carpets and jackets. That's where it started. But PFAs are regularly used in industrial settings as well. 3M was using it in Scotchgard until 2002, so if you've got old furniture, might be time for an upgrade. Some other places you can find PFAs microwave popcorn bags, even the O-organic ones, pizza boxes, fast food wrappers, takeout containers, the hot bar clamshells in grocery stores, tubing in ice cream and soda dispensers, coated paper products, 
firefighting foam, personal care products like shampoo and dental floss, and cosmetics like nail polish and eye makeup. Fish caught from water contaminated by PFAs. And stain and water-resistant textiles for outdoor and upholstered furniture, carpets, mattresses, shoes, and other clothing. So, it's in a lot of places, and we don't want it in our bodies, because PFAs can cause all kinds of health problems, from high cholesterol and high blood pressure to ulcerative colitis and cancer. So, Teflon cookware. Is it scratched up? Is it burnt? Have you had it for years? Maybe don't use Teflon cookware anymore. There are a lot of new alternatives that are coming out. Uh, I personally just got this lightweight cast iron pan that I'm excited to use. Um, But choosing ceramic is also another good alternative. Uh, Avoid fast or processed foods. That is a great way to steer clear of PFAs. And be mindful of textiles that are waterproof. Make your popcorn on top of a stove. It's like a fun retro throwback. I actually always really enjoy doing it that way. (laughs) I think it's fun. Also, uh, if you get a reverse osmosis water filter, those can be effective in filtering out BPA and PFAs. So that's pretty much it. But we have a couple honorable mentions. We have oxybenzone, or BP3, also disrupts your hormones. They put it in sunscreen. Skip it. Find a sunscreen without it, like ginger armor. What about soy? Soy contains phytoestrogens. I avoid soy because it has inflammatory effects on my body, and my skin is clearer without it. It could possibly have some health benefits, but could also have some adverse health effects. It's likely not a cut-and-dried answer that probably depends on your age, your health status, and even the presence or absence of specific gut microflora. It's not clear enough for me to speak to at this point, so I'm not going to say anything. Ultimately, my goal here is to provide the information and the tools so that you can choose the course of action that works best for you. I don't ever claim to know what's best. I only know what's best for me. And I feel empowered by the knowledge that I have. I hope you feel powerful too. If you haven't seen it yet, watch Dark Waters. It's a great way to put all this into context. I really enjoyed it. It's got just the right amount of spooky for the month of October. Speaking of which... (laughs) Halloween is coming up! Make sure that the chocolate that you're buying is Fairtrade certified so the chocolate that you're feeding to trick-or-treaters isn't made from child labor. There's an app for that that the Food Empowerment Project made. It's called Chocolate List. Highly recommend. If you learned something in this episode and you want to share it with someone, pass this podcast along to your friends, your family, your neighbor, your local firefighter, your favorite Instagram fitness model, your phlebotomist, and your next checkout clerk. Anyone who's made your life interesting that you want to have the best shot at living a long and healthy life. Super smash that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform so you never miss another episode. And while you're at it, write a review so other people know how great this podcast is and are inspired to bust this episode open. Follow Health Righteous on Instagram and YouTube. Type Health Righteous into your browser, all one word, 
and then drop a dot before the U.S. Consider becoming a patron. I'm currently accepting patrons on Patreon and sponsorship of many kinds. So visit patreon.com slash healthrighteous or shoot me a DM. Thank you for listening. It's a demonstration of self-love and self-kindness. Now go and spread the gospel, and you better vote. Come back in two weeks for a brand new episode, and I will see you next time. Health Righteous! And you better vote.